Yeah. You know what? I, I kind of want to reminisce, and I guess I want to get into that. I guess uh, becoming first-time real estate, um, I guess investors. That's what they—that's what they call them. The slumlords. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Well, crazy enough, it was about this time, like ten years ago, I, I basically started my wealth, uh, my financial wealth journey. So I didn't have any money. I was living in Tallahassee, and my first job out the gate. And I had to, you know, almost like scratching back for it because I went to a whole bunch of interviews and nobody was hiring me for whatever reason. Sometimes, you know, you could tell that, hey, I wasn't the, the right complexion for them. You know, I'm, I'm not one to kind of, you know, nitpick on it. I was going to say, you're not typically the one to kind of label No, I, I, but you, you kind of feel like, because I went, one of the ones I found was like a job working at a school. And while I walk into school, every other person was a white, you know, woman. So by the time I was in the interview, I kind of already know that this is not going to work out as I think it would. <laughs> the only person I saw of color was like a janitor. <laughs> like, so I already know it's not going to it's not going to pan out. You know, this is not going to be what mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. The second job that I, I did try to go for, which is probably more in line with what I do now, is some level of auditing, and it was for the state the the state department, but they were kind of going to different states or local governments and doing something. So municipal. Yeah, they'll do municipal stuff, upgrading this, and I don't know. But one of the questions they asked me, I'll never forget it, and it's probably, it suddenly puts me off or probably, you know, fueled me. Um, they asked me, hey, because it was talking about, like, investing, and I know how to speak lingo. In, in the moment, I'm one of those people, like, yo, I just spitball. I make it seem like I, I got it all together. And the guy, I know he felt, he felt and was like, do you have any investments? You know, that was that question. Yeah, I, I had nothing. So I can't bluff. I can't bluff with empty cards. I'm not a person that's a, a blatant liar. So at that point, I was like, no, I don't have any investments. I, but I, you know, in the future, I'll definitely like to start investing in some of that. But it was just enough that they didn't really pick me for the job. So either way, no matter what it is, the next job that came up, they were paying like $23,000 and it was like an admin secretary job. I took it. I did the same thing I do on typical um, interviews. It was like, hey, you know, they almost didn't want to hire me for the position because I was overqualified. You know, one of the scenarios like you, you kind of know too much or whatever it is. And I was like, I sold myself into that position and I took that job and day one, one a, a random black guy was leaving the building. He's like, "Oh, you got that job, bro? Ah, everybody always leaves, man. Nobody makes it through that job. It's terrifying." Is what he was saying all types of stuff. I'm like, "This is my first moment through the door, and this is what you fixed yourself to tell me." Uh, I, I was like, "All right, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this thing work." Because in that car when I was getting that job, um, I said, "God, whatever this position is, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna run with it. I'm gonna do better with my money. I'm gonna do better with my cash flow. I'm gonna do what I can." Um, no matter how much it is, I'm going to make it, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be ungrateful. I've seen many people that take jobs and positions that they desperately needed, always turn and it's almost like they, they, they act too, they, they're better than this. It's like, I, I'm better from this job. Like, no, I'm not, I wasn't better than this job. I needed this job. I definitely needed it. So I took that job making 23K per year, about $1,000 a month. I didn't complain about what I had to do, my struggles. I just try to make things work for me. And from that point on, I even moved, I guess that year, I moved from one unit to a cheaper one uh, with my, my buddy. And that actually kept my expenses even lower because I didn't have that much to, you know, like at the beginning of the month, I was basically down like half of the money already because the rent was like 500 and my income was 100, uh, 1,000. So I'm already down half. So by the time I was over, I was literally living off of maybe $100 per month. 
after was, like insurance, food, yeah, everything. Gas, everything. That was likely a hundred dollars a month, and whatever I couldn't make up, I had to put on a credit card, and I was kind of paying down a credit card. It was crazy, but you know, to think that all the way uh, from 2012 to now in 2022, where I'm welcoming two new tenants uh, into this unit that's right across the street from Florida State, technically like five minutes walking distance, is insane. You know, to, well, how, how long how long has the unit? I'm sorry. How long has the unit been uh, vacant? It hasn't been vacant that long. It's only been vacant uh, at the end of um, July semester. 31st. Yeah, okay. the end of the okay. semester, the, the end of the summer uh, term. Mm-hmm. So they moved out on the 31st, and I got in. And these guys are moving in some of their stuff. But technically, you know, because I'm not a slumlord, which is another <laughs> maybe that's the topic <laughs> of this entire thing. I, I have a soft heart, you know, whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I know I'm making some changes here, whatever it is, and I will allow anybody to come in um, for for the month of August. They can move in ad hoc, and I won't charge them for that. So they basically have a technical move in on September 1st to all the way to July 31st of 2023. Yeah, it's a good location. Um, I remember where you told me it's, it's only uh, walking distance from Florida State uh, University. Um, and if you are listening to this episode, Florida State University is located in Tallahassee, which is the capital of Florida and one of the biggest universities in the state. Um, and it's a huge campus. Um, mm-hmm. This is nowhere similar to like some of the other campuses a beautiful campus huge campus and one of the perks i think of having a campus that have all these different you know nuances different things that you don't really have to leave off campus is um, finding a really good location proximity to walking distance to your class walking distance to the lounge wherever you need to go so you 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 got a really uh gym there you and your you and your mom going on this uh uh, real estate this is a really good location yeah, are you gonna keep a, it for a while oh that was the goal the goal is to you know for one typically what happens whatever school you go to um, somebody in your lineage will end up going there either it be your own kids or even a cousin or whatever your nieces nephews so on and so forth they might just kind of matriculate there so a lot of parents, at least at the time when I was there as well, there was a few parents that realized this. So instead of sending your, your kids to school to pay rent, they just bought a home that was close or a condo that was close nearby and they just housed their kids and then they charged rent to their roommate. Or eventually when the kids left, they either just, you know, started renting it out or they even sold it. So why, you know, they, they started thinking differently about ownership and about the way you kind of go about, you know, expending your money and expending the family's wealth, right? So there are other uh, families that learned along the way that, hey, if your kid is going to an out-of-state school, they could do the first year, you know, there and become state, you know, in-state people, whatnot. You could buy a home with them. And because you bought a home with them, now they they get um, state tuition. So if your kids was going to another state, let's say if it's not Florida, whatever it is, let's say they went to Texas. And that was like one of the, of the stories that I heard. A mom, her, her daughter was going to Austin. And I think at one point they said, well, they're not going to offer this scholarship for her anymore um, because she's out of state student or whatever. And what she ended up doing, she bought a home and the daughter goes into it and they have a rental. And then the value started coming back in the last two or three years. So on top of the fact that they got the rental, they got the value coming in and they're, they're good. So instead of just forking money to nothing, they have all this money funneling through the, the family itself. Yeah, th- there's so many ways you can kind of utilize these 
these tips. It's, it's not playing checkers. You really have to play chess in this because it's, it's a long game and it's a more strategic game when you think about it and how you can maneuver to not only help yourself, but you're helping others too to be a little bit more comfortable where they only have to uh, focus on studying like just imagine we have the basic necessity for ourselves set up we could have been further along when we only have to worry about our studies right so those those are like really um boss moves when your parents or grandparents whoever are placing position themselves to set up for the next generation that's why i call generational wealth not only position yourself but having the wealth of knowledge to continue that movement for the next generation um, that's that's really that tidbit. Yeah, you of can it, still so. charge your kids rent though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll still charge. If so I, so kid, what, you're taking the net check? Are you taking the net check? I'm not Don't taking me, the net check. No, 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 no. You ain't taking <laughs> the net, net check. check. But you definitely still need to incorporate ways that they're still paying because you can't rob the person of their agency. I think that's the um, thing a lot of parents, you know, typically make that mistake off of. They're like, I'm gonna drive my kid everywhere. Then eventually your kid doesn't have any, you know, any drive to actually learn how to drive. So they don't do anything in that sense. Like, oh, I'm going to clean everything for my kid. Your kid doesn't learn how to clean for themselves. I'm going I'm to cook for them. They don't know how to cook. You know, all these things become ahead, especially if you're a parent. You have to kind of weigh in the decisions that you're making. And you got to think ahead of like, yeah, I'm not going to charge them the two grand. That would yeah, charge like a portion of it. Yeah, yeah. whatever. But I'm going to actually start you at least 500. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need yeah. you to, to come off of some cash. So you could feel it. I want you to feel the taxes. You know, like, like, oh, you charging me? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah this thing is, is set yes. up. Auto, it's reoccurring. I don't have you out here messing up, skipping on my payments. I'm going to set this up for you reoccurring. I want to. I'm going to see that cash flow come into my pockets as well. Because even though you're helping, you can also be a detriment if you're not yeah. doing the right level of help. Help. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that as well. Because as much as we complain, well. I don't really complain as much, but growing up, like, oh, I don't have this. I didn't have that. In retrospect, it all helped us become who we are, right? Um, even though I have that ants in a very, like, high anxiety where I need to get something done, like, proactive, um, because of the experiences that I had, and my mom couldn't really do a lot um, due to her resources and situations, right? It taught me to be a proactive. It taught me to seek out resources and it taught me to not just remain stagnant or take no as a no. If family taught me anything else <laughs> is you have to be proactive as a student, but also it, it, with real life experiences, you just can't sit there and allow things to happen. I didn't allow life to happen to me. I had to go out and seek it and really kind of create the opportunities to kind of fulfill the destiny that sought that's out for me. So it's, it's always, it's always the pros and the cons when it comes to this, but I think at the end of the day, it teach you and it show you how to be a better person because those are skills you're going to always use. And you just, I don't think it's something that we take um, for granted. Well, some of us do take for granted, but it's, it's something that really makes us more powerful, impactful people at the end of the day. So. Yeah. And then it's also interesting, I guess, in this, this side of the the aisle as the person that's renting out to somebody else how you feel you, oh yeah it's one it's fine but I, I'm, I love like apartments.com it makes a lot of it like um it's not an endorsement you know whatnot but it makes a lot of it streamlined so you could actually you know rent everything out through there and you could also say hey man pay me my rent, rent my check through there so you don't have to deal with the money directly and it could be even more like a reoccurring payment 
So for them, it's reoccurring and you don't have to kind of run after them for money. So that's actually amazing. Do uh, I haven't used apartment.com in a while. Can they leave you a review? Um, I don't or know. Or the property? No, I, I don't know if they could leave me a review. This is actually really good too. So they, they can't really talk <laughs> about me. It's all good. It's all good. I, can, I, I can't have y'all running, you know, running statements. That's that's cool though. So congratulations on the new tenant. Are right, they're signing <laughs> on for the year or the semester? Yeah, they're signing on for the year. So it's two of them. So it's the multi-door poly, you know, Yeah, I guess it could just be a family thing, but it's like it's multi-door. So you have two students coming in, their friends mm-hmm. have been friends for a while. And they seem like great families. You know, I think they, they're well adjusted. So they're not, they look, you know, sometimes you can look at the person you're like, you know, you're well, you're all right. You're all right. You're not going, you're, you're not going, you're not, your eyes ain't going left or right thinking about the next, you know, time you're going to have the party like two weeks from now in this location. Right. There's right. some, there's some students you look at, you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, you ain't good. You ain't good. The and party I, like kind of sucked them in. I'll say this too, to get your, you have to get the right tenants for whatever rental you have. It's pivotal the right type of tenants could really make a break a property literally like they could destroy you know half of the, the equipment the stuff whatever they could go even crazy i've seen you know horror stories of people scratching up walls burning things and clogging up toilets like this could be really disastrous if you do it wrong so when people say oh yeah real estate is everything like Mm-mm. You, you, you need to put that extra <laughs> it's, it's work. a risk it can be a risk so do you scream? I'm pretty certain you do. Yeah, like, you use I, patients. There's a there's a couple of things I do to screen somebody. I'm pretty good at reading people. That's you know, hey, I used to be in Marine Corps Recon. I did interviews. But well, you, you need documents too. I, I get that. <laughs> I get you. I get you. But on the apartment.com, they do also like criminal background check. I require a criminal background check and also like a credit check. You know, so you can actually see both of those things. If some of those things are a little bit lacking, you could also ask for a uh, guarantor. So you could set that up as well. And you could look at the guarantor's credit check and criminal check as well. So you're still running a risk and a gamble. And at the same time, the way I wrote, I, I write the narrative for my part, uh, my complex or the, the rental I have, I'm really tailoring towards, towards students. That's one thing. Very high achieving students, grad students, people that are serious. So when you write it, you kind of have to write it in a way that, you know, you're you're compelling the person to like, mm, this is a serious place, boo, this is not the party location I need. Like It's a quiet neighborhood, it's fairly safe, you don't see anybody, and the neighbors are fine. Those type of things are good for the quality tenants that you're looking for, but they are a deterrent for some reason for the other type of tenants that you don't want there, really. Um, and on top of that, I write that, hey, email me versus calling me and you could tell like the person that calls me it's a no man because you didn't even read the actual thing i told you to do email me not call me i'm not quite sure how you even found my number to do so but you should not done that because it's not going to tell confidence in me that you could follow any level of direction and that's one of the big things for me on top of that and when i do like the um the when they come in and sometimes do a walkthrough right I remember the first year, there was a couple people come in here. Mm, I don't like this. Mm, is this going to be changed? Is that, 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 they that, they that, said that? I'm you like, mm, mm, look at you. Like, oh, this is a whole <laughs> you are students. No. You are a student. <laughs> no, I'm like, this is a no. And to be honest with you, those the black girls. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think I got that from. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. I okay. did the, mm, 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 mm. you are not the type of person that, that is 
amenable to anything because there's different people that it's like hey if they see something slightly off they're fine but if they see like oh i don't like the color here then why do you show up <laughs> like why were you here are you gonna make changes to this and like changes to what this is as is what's, what's going on with you other people walked in and they were fine <laughs> I, I noticed too, as I got, um, cause I, I've been renting for a long time since college and my aesthetic always matched my bank account. <laughs> if it's like, like you mentioned, if it's, if it wasn't anything like really abnormal, like if you got mold on the ceiling or something like really crazy or roaches, whatever, like really, you know, yeah, a, a I was for, yeah, yeah. A rat <laughs> I was like, what's up? Why are you going through the raw through? Like I was fine. And if I feel like the um, property manager, whoever's the landlord is copacetic and they're cool, whatever, I was fine. And, and also for me, because I rented um, a, a lot of times when I'm, you know, on my own solo is I make sure the neighborhood, I feel safe. Like I see another woman buy whatever, or, you know, everything is kind of safe. Um, I was okay with that. But as I got older, a little money in my pocket, I noticed too, just like, mm, I got a little squeeze <laughs> into this uh, marble that I want, this nice couch, and I want the aesthetic of the neighborhood. I want to be close by to proximity to, you know, uh, my Trader Joe's, my Publix, my grocery. Like, I was I was really that person. Oh, the real bougie. Trader Joe's, yeah. Publix. I, I, I this had is to, very high end. So so it, it was becoming a little bit increasing in my livelihood. But I remember when I was younger, I didn't care about all the other stuff. I just care, like, is this a safe neighborhood? landlord property manager are not crazy because i heard core stories in that um so just 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 a little basic necessity and that's all i care about you know everything else i feel like i could have did on my own and i did uh but it's, it's it's interesting as i'm noticing younger people knowing how much they make <laughs> and they're asking they're requiring these champagne uh aesthetics i'm just like it doesn't work those two things doesn't work hand in hand at all yeah, they, um, they be trying to pop bottles out here. Pop bottles. Everyone is popping bottles during Lovely! It's a little insane, <laughs> you know. And yeah, this is this is why it's very important that you really do screen out the type of um, person you're gonna work with. Cause not everybody's gonna be amenable to some changes. So if there's something that happens, I let people know like this place might not be perfect, but if there's something that I'm gonna change there, I'll let them know that I'll definitely change it. But some people are like, I want this thing done now. And they could be create, they could um, become a nuisance or they could even sue you. This is a very like weird space in America where they, it's a litigious country where people will sue for anything. Like that lady that sued, uh, sued because her coffee was hot at McDonald's and she won that lawsuit. You ever see the, the coffee cup? It says it's hot. Caution is yeah. hot. It's because yeah. of her. Or even that, that woman who won the uh, Geico one uh she got an std <laughs> in the car was, yeah she got std and she sued geico but they won um she she beat they she beat them on lawsuit under like they they didn't respond a certain amount of time or something like that and she won the lawsuit so yeah, you, you can weird, sue people it's, for anything it's a weird place it's a weird place extremely weird place like but that I'm, one, I'm that one daughter that sued her family because uh they promised to buy her a car at graduation you ever heard that? No. It's an actually, okay, this is business law because go back to my FSU days. Business law, it turns out that a verbal contract in a majority of states is actually very much legal. Mm -hmm. Legal to the extent that you can make it with a person that's sound mind, that is old enough that I can actually render this statement uh, to be true. So they have the um, authority for it to be true. 
So if your parent says, hey, when you graduate, if you graduate with this 3.0 GPA or whatnot, I'll definitely buy you a car. And they kind of, they, they did that, especially if it's in writing or whatever, even if it's a verbal one of verbal agreement, if everybody knew that to be true and it knew, hey, it's your, it's your um, word against the other person, turns out the daughter sued them. Because at the end, the parents didn't, they, you know, um, they reneged on their, their promise and the daughter said, you know what? All right, cool. I probably, I'm, I probably studied law because of this. All right, I'm going I'm to do you a favor, deuces. <laughs> and she cut them off. <laughs> she messed them up. That's so messed up. <laughs> Levels. What's what's the relationship of that now? <laughs> gonna be, uh, you know, how's gonna the relationship gonna be? And like after that, I'll be like, you know what? Sue me again because I'm not your dad no more. That's how I'm doing. Like, and I'm done. Like that level of suing me. Oh, that's cold. That's 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 really cold. You're you're just want to be anticipated at this point. <laughs> there was a this is another lawsuit story. Uh, story. There was a, a couple that tried to sue a grocery store because they found the chicken had bones in it. Yeah, supposed to be boneless chicken. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not what it was. They never knew that chickens had bones in them. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. You mentioned yes. this to me before. Yes. Yeah. It's not supposed to be boneless. They, they, it's kind of like they, they only eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa. Like, they have bones? How? I'm like, how do you not know that chicken has bones? How do you not know that it's a, it's a living animal? So I know we went on a sidetrack with all this uh, lawsuit stuff, but it's really just incumbent on anybody that's trying to become a landlord or a real estate investor to understand that not everything's going to work out in your favor. You're going to actually deal with a lot of contractors getting things fixed. Um, water is not going to run right. You have to even draft your leasing agreement with all the laws and regulations done. You have to read that yourself. And it's just not going to be as easy as they make it seem on social media. So in this scenario, at least this year, we, uh, we raised the price. You know, I, I say it with, uh, <laughs> like we raised the price like a landlord out here. So we're actually uh, renting this place out for $1,400. And uh, the expenses um, from the HOA to the mortgage and also the free, cable, um, the free internet that I provide is about $1,000 a month. Let's let's say let me put in context again. This property is located in Tallahassee. <laughs> the yep. cost of living is a little bit, you know, um, below <laughs> than most places, right? Oh, it's so, getting up there. It's getting yeah, up there. It, it's getting up there. But fourteen hundred dollars in, in South Florida, especially in West Palm Beach, is a one bedroom. Not even a one bedroom these days. A one bedroom is like close to at least sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hundred for one bedroom. So that's. A two bedroom, fourteen hundred dollars is probably from four or five years ago. <laughs> it's not. It's not the same here again. So, but that's yeah. that's a really it's good a two, deal. For yeah, two it's bedroom. a two bedroom, two bath, renovated. It has a washer dryer. I think I that's like an amenity now. <laughs> like I thought that was standard. I, I didn't even have a. Let me. No, I didn't. We had a washer and dryer on the uh, property, but it was. It was when I, I moved back to the U.S. I had a washer and dryer. Woo! Yeah, these, this is that privilege <laughs> coming in. <laughs> we didn't have a washer and dryer inside the unit. I didn't have a washer and dryer inside. Yeah, a brand new washer dryer, brand new AC unit as well. So you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not a slumlord, dog. Like, yo, my other buddy though. Oh, if he could cut corners, he'd cut corners. One I think I know buddies. which one you're talking about. <laughs> Which, okay yeah one of my buddies uh, yeah you you might have met him but like yeah i think i know yeah he's the one out all the way out in california like yeah he, he definitely would rent out anything 
He's probably hey. rent-house pace it to grandma. I ain't gonna lie. Like, and he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll charge up the price. Like, up the price I mean, I mean, it is. It is more expensive. He'll look at his grandma's like, so. I know you don't. I could up the price. You don't know no better. Are, are you looking to um, to yes, buy ma'am. more property? Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely the one in Tallahassee. Um, not Tallahassee. The, the DC unit. I definitely want to renovate some of the elements of it before we, we buy our actual forever home. And from that point, if, you know, we're going to want to knock down the price or the mortgage off of this one, we still got around like 60000 to pay for the one in Tallahassee. Then after that, you know, refocus um, the extra income to really knock down the one in D.C. Because I don't want to actually carry a lot of like um, debt. debt. Yeah. Where yeah, other people's I, I like, I leverage, leverage debt for everything, man. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'd rather kind of like set it up that only really have probably a, a one to, to four. So basically like my debt coverage would be like 25% of my total net worth. Mm. That makes sense. It's kind of like if I have a million dollars worth of assets, I want to have $250,000 worth of liabilities maximum. Mm. Gotcha. So that's the way I want to run it. Run the game. So that, are we are we are we looking at a new forever home 2023? Oh yeah. That's, that's my dream right now. So when it comes to thinking about what to do with time and what this is why I don't go out everywhere definitely I don't go out to brunches only because I'm focused on trying to get that forever home and just kind of chilling out there and really enjoying because that's where my mind is I want to see how it feels like to have that kind of home I didn't grow up in a very safe structure you know that that kind of environment so to think about it's very crazy it's like think about how Cosby people live you know, how some other families naturally live where they in the colder sack somewhere. And yeah, my kids go to PTA meetings. I want to live that life. I want to see how that feels like. So that's the next step for me. Gotcha. Lovely didn't want to say nothing for this episode. She, 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 she put an emoji corner. like, hey. I literally <laughs> just came in middle ground. So it's just like, that's kind of rude. So it's being very professional, you know? You know, I just came in like, lovely. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and it's already too late. Wow, wow. No, because I honestly I didn't even notice I was still on um no you guys were um talking and Lawrence had to mention brunch in that statement. That's why of I course said he the, had I to mention brunch. It's, it's now a thing. I have to mention every time. It's just a every thing. time. You're it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. It's a, it's a, yeah, I have brand. to mention it. Like I have to mention it. I have to I'm get you a that. shirt that says brunch hater. <laughs> always. Like, I'm you, like, always. Can, if you can, can you bring your for FinCon so I can create content around it? It's like Brunch hater. I think. Lawrence, do you want to do you want to do brunch with me in Atlanta? One of the things that were there. No, I'll definitely do brunch. I'll do brunch, but not not that not the way y'all do brunch. I ain't stepping up and whatever stepping up and showing out. I just want to go to a great place. What do you mean, y'all? Like he 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 has this narrative of brunch where it's just like it's negative to me. It's a negative all over. It's a show out. You know, it's a sorority. Yeah, girl. I went to brunch with with Atlanta when we went to we were at the wedding right yeah we all went yeah, to, yeah so, that was like a, it was so nice yeah your wedding was the last time I went to br- brunch okay? oh, oh so it seems like you also have a problem with brunch then obviously my <laughs> wedding was November 2020 like you, know, you haven't I'm, been to brunch since like who has the beef with brunch it ain't me but we're gonna wrap up this up. let's wrap up this episode like before we get somewhere else we're gonna no, wrap up this no. episode it's a lot uh, I guess real estate uh, to a certain degree, I'm just gonna let uh, Alana. Like, I know you're thinking about like becoming a real estate investor and stuff like that. You could kind of close out with your story, um, and then we could kind of do another episode. 
Well, currently, you know, I mentioned on a podcast before previously is I bought my home in 2020 and I always just wanted to dabble into um, real estate investing, just like really good prime location here in West Palm Beach. It is just booming. The economy is booming right now locally with so many different um, apartments, luxury apartments, um, but it's also is uh, keen for um, elderly a location and complexes as well as like over 50 and those apartment locations. So those are prime real estate. They have uh, trailers out here, um, trailer parks, really nice trailer parks, actually. So I'm just really kind of expanding how investing will look like for me. And um, I'm still sh- trying to dabble how in terms of cash flow and the numbers, because I looked into like different types of um, different types of loans and how I can leverage possibly that. but looking more and more into my finance and looking more into of how the economy is building. I'm not sure I want to leverage my debt that way. I want to leverage um, my home in that way as well. But uh, that is something that's definitely in the near future that I would like to pursue um, someday because I want to position myself to make sure that, you know, I have cash flow in early retirement, late 50s, 60s, however, and I'm investing into my state. I love Florida. It could be ratchet with the Florida man, but it is great <laughs> economy for um, real estate. So I really want to invest in my home and just set ground roots um, possibly someday. So that's that's definitely in the near future and still in talks in terms of how the numbers going to look. Um, with Lawrence, um, I'm just so happy he's becoming, you know, just been so transparent of how he's been moving with his own investment and in, um, his real estate. So I'm just learning closely from him. And um, it, it's something that we're constantly in discussion about. So it's uh, I'll, I'll give you guys some insight once I really dabble into that. So thank you guys. We're just going to wrap up this episode just about real estate and how things are flowing within our lives of real estate investing. You can find me on the IG streets at Atlanta underscore Elson, A-L-C-I-N. What about you, Mr. Gonzalez? Yes, you can definitely find me on the interwebs at www.theneighborhoodfinanceguy.com, the neighborhood finance guy on IG as well. Um, why are you laughing? Why are you cracking You sound about to rob the air. Exactly. I, I did. I told you what it is in the chat. Like <laughs> you gain, you, you're gearing up to invest so you could rob the elderly in Florida. You're like, mm, about to get this money. This Florida is the retirement place. Come about on. Like, you got to tap into that. Why, why do I want to deal with younger, you know, tenants? I can always deal with someone that's going to always pay seasoned, the seasoned elderly. Seasoned the seasoned. I'm thinking smart. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, you're probably going to be right at the church too. Hey, hey guys. I got to do it. <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> you guys can find me at Lovely Mordellas on IG and mostly LinkedIn. Like IG is for fun, okay? If you want anything serious, find me on LinkedIn. IG and TikTok are stress relief, so, but it's Lovely Mordellas on all places. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. DFG, we're out. Thank you for listening to the Financial Grio podcast, powered by the Wealth Builders Collective.